following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh-Moller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here it is. It's a Thursday edition of Mix Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio. But this is not like previous episodes of Mix Shots because our shining star is not here today. She is not this here This needs to be today. Savannah Shots. Savannah. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue better. It does. Much better than right. mix shots. Yeah. yeah. There's alliteration there. <laughs> she acts like she's got a more important job, you know. Uh, is that what's going on? <laughs> and, and wait. What? What are you wearing green for? What's going on here? You realize who the opponent is this week, Mickey? <laughs> Didn't go into any of my thoughts. Mm. Uh, clearly, it did not. And this is Mick Shots. And yes. That's another reason we should change he's the name. Got, of he's show. got a Wisconsin. He's not flan- aware. A Wisconsin green flannel. He's on. not aware. He is so unaware. And with a T-shirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. So are we supposed to have a whiteout or what? <laughs> that's <laughs> that right. Why you got a white shirt on? <laughs> I'm just going to show you how much green stands out in white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. You never wear green, and then the week of the Packers game, you put on green. I wore this last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All Tell right. them, Bill. All right. Tell them, Bill. Here we are. It's time to get ready for these Packers. Mm-hmm. And as we go along here. I've been <laughs> he misses a day and comes back kind of poking the bear, you know. <laughs> get ready for these Packers. Speaking of the bear. Yeah. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Thursday. It's time to get serious about these Packers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started getting serious about them last night. And I've got some cause for concern. We were serious about them yesterday. Yeah, we were. Right? For those that were here. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! (laughs) So, Mickey, what can you tell us? I saw uh, a couple of football players not in football gear on a football field when I walked in. Those were the veterans. We've we've been over that yesterday. We've got secrets now. It's playoff time. Okay. So that's why they're indoors. You mm-hmm. didn't see football right. players. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But but I did see a couple. That, oh, that weren't, you're yeah. saying, weren't practicing? Yeah. I, maybe they weren't. Maybe they are. More more rest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounded as if that Tyler Smith would continue to be limited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stefan Gilmore probably not doing anything till Saturday, but uh, he's very optimistic that he's playing. And matter of fact, he insisted on it yesterday uh, with a harness on. By the way, in regards to Tyler Smith, you know how challenging it is to ask the head coach on his coach's show that airs the night before the game with the Packers in town. Uh, what do you if think he's about, playing? What do, you, what do you think about Tyler Smith's chances? <laughs> he knows other people are watching well, TV, exactly. right? Who's the exactly. interviewer? I was the interviewer. And we had a, uh, an extra 15, 20 seconds. So I just, ah, I'll just go ahead and throw out something on Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. And, Let me guess, uh, you got nothing. I, I, I expected nothing, and I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like, uh, so what, is he, what will he need to accomplish this week in order to be able to play? And, 
So, he, you didn't get an answer. No, not really. He said he would do – he was limited yesterday, and he said he would do a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Martin should be good to go. Talked to him yesterday. and uh, The good news is he's – He's, and he feels better. Yeah, he's walking around and he's around other people and like a hundred percent better because he said you can't believe how bad it was on yeah. Sunday. Um, so that's encouraging. Um, trying to think anybody else of significance uh, that might have missed practice. But the Gilmore, uh, did you, we, we talked about this the other day, I think, Everson, uh, wearing a harness for a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little different now probably than back in your day. Medical technology has probably yeah. improved a little I bit. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't have harnesses back I then. I hope so. Right? I wasn't testing it back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I never went into the uh, trainer's room only to get my uh, bunions shaved. <laughs> That's the only reason they ever touched me. If his shoulder went out, they probably used tape. Yeah, yeah, they probably would. Mm-hmm. But mine never went out. I mean, it, it didn't. Even if it went out, I, I I didn't tell anybody. I never let anyone know I was hurt. Never let them know I was injured. That's we want to talk about the elephant in the room. Belichick. Yep. You just noticed that up there. No, I mean. I, Everson played for him. I know. So played for both as well. I played for two. Both hey, guys. Saban also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we get two elephants in the room. We had three <laughs> elephants in the last 24 hours. <laughs> That's right. Pete. Pete Carroll, Pete and then was Saban, Saban, and then he was a defensive DC. when I was in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of me the year before they had the um, the big year in '94. Uh, That's mm-hmm. when they came to Dallas. And they beat us. Mm-hmm. And check uh, on the goal on line. On the goal line. Mm-hmm. That was that's when I was like, man, these guys. Two inches. They're better than when I was there last year. Terry Taylor was the cornerback that they replaced me with. He had a heck of a season. Uh, there were no big more... of you to admit that. Oh no, they were they were. Uh, I was thirty three years old. It's time to get my butt out of there, bro. <laughs> you know, I mean, I still could have possibly played with them, but no, I, I didn't want to be one of those guys just hanging around, you know, just because you knew somebody. And that's why I went there to Cleveland, because I knew, you know, that was the only moment that I actually went to a place where a coach kind of, you know, vouched for me. So I was there for a couple of years. It was two good years. Okay, so, so that surprised? was what year again, 92? 92, they brought me in, half okay. the season. So playing for Belichick and Saban, Saban. at in the same time, 31 yes. years ago, mm-hmm. Did it ever cross your mind that 30 years from now, these two will be regarded as the greatest of all time, pro football and college football? You never think that And this is, mind you, you had played time. for one of the greatest of all time in Tom Landry prior no to that, and then no Bill doubt. Parcells also. And Eddie, Eddie, and Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Eddie Rob, yeah. So I was used to good coaches, but they were already legends when I was there. Eddie was already a legend. Tom was already mm-hmm. a legend. Mm-hmm. You know, Parcells was on his way. But then here comes Belichick as a defensive coordinator with the Giants. Never thought that he would be uh, a head coach. And then when he became a head coach, no, I was not thinking he's going to be one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you know, he's going to be a good coach because he, his approach was professional. And the way he treated his, his other coaches and the way, the way they uh, uh, responded to his demands, they were all in. Ron Springs came down there once just to have a good time because they, they wanted him to teach them how to run a screen pass. And if you recall, Tom Landry had 
the best screen passes going in the league at the time. Tom, Springs, Dorsett, Preston Pearson. They all knew how to do it. So Ron was going to teach the guys in uh, in Cleveland how to do it. Well, you know, after they're done all day, he's ready to go out and hang out and party a little bit, right? It's training camp. <laughs> you know, we want to go out and hang out and have a good time. No one would leave the room until Belichick left the room. Mm. No one would leave the office until Belichick left the office. And so Ron is like, hey, man, let's go. They're like, no, nah, man, coach is still in there. He go peep on, on Belichick. He's on the treadmill watching film. So it's going to be a while. <laughs> so Ron would always hang out and party with us. He couldn't hang out and party with the other coaches because they were they were on it. And this is training camp. They were on it because Belichick was on and it. back then, if you're on the treadmill watching film, it's not like you have an iPhone where you're watching it on an iPad or no, something. No, he's got it on a big screen. He's got a big screen. He's right a clicker in his hand. A clicker uh-huh. in his hand. And he's not walking. He's jogging. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Jason Garrett told the story when he was uh, Saban's assistant in Miami. He was the quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the year um, Troy Aikman was going in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and this is the fear he put in his assistant coaches, right? So Garrett was like, well, it, it was training camp. And it wasn't a preseason game, but they had practice on the Saturday, and he wanted to go to Troy's induction, <laughs> right? So he said he finally worked up the nerve to ask Saban uh, if he could maybe just kind of, and he was like, maybe just miss kinda. one practice, right? The way he said it. And Saban looked at him and said, it said, do you think you're so important that if you miss the practice, it's going to screw things up? <laughs> that we can't operate. So he gave him so he gave permission, him permission but at to the do same it. Time but, yeah, him. insulted right? him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figuring that's we were, Saban, right? We were there with with Nick. Nick was all in with Belichick. I guess because he was a DC, Belichick, mm-hmm. you know, kind of related to him more. And I just remember. Um, Nick being extremely intense, you know, he would stand up at the at the the chalkboard and, and well the, the whiteboard and he would just rock back and forth as he looked at you intensely. It just he just rocked back and forth. His mind was already, you know, three or four you know lessons ahead. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about this right now, and he wants you to go. Okay, get it out, get it out, get it out. Let's go, let's go. We got things to do, and we would just move on from from. Defense to defense or subject to subject, so he was ext- he was more intense than Belichick. I thought the man was going to have health problems way before he left Cleveland, because he was extremely tight and intense. You never saw him relax. And then when they cut me, I was you know kind of upset about it. And I was flying home uh, at one point. I think I came to visit some people up there, and I was flying home one around Christmas. And here's Nick Saban on the on the plane. And he comes up to me. His face looks totally different. It's bright. It's happy. <laughs> you know, he's got his family with him. He introduced me to his family. And I'm trying to be mad at him, right? <laughs> he would not allow me to be mad at him. I went up and met the, the wife and the kids. And, you know, and he was just so happy. So in the off season, at that moment, when he took that vacation, he let all of that go. Mm-hmm. But when you come back to the facility, He's that Mr. Intensity. So are you surprised each of them just decided this was enough? 
I am. I'm surprised. You guys like that, you never, you know, they're like Eddie Robinson and, and you know, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Yeah. For yeah. both of them, they're sons of coaches. Yes. In fact, Nick. Coached under Belichick's dad at Navy, yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. And was he at uh, West Point? Is that the Navy? Navy the Naval Academy. Point? Okay, that's what Naval Academy. Naval. Yeah. So you 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 mentioned Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. I co I coached. I covered <laughs> his final game. It was at the Liberty Bowl in uh, nineteen eighty-one. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I got a little certificate that I was at his last game. They gave it to all the writers, mm-hmm. right? And I remember after the game, um, they beat, I want to say, Illinois uh, in the Liberty Bowl, which was played mid-December, mm-hmm. not on New Year's Day or anything like it that. Let, it was a letdown. And it was yeah. cold. And I remember they didn't have a room for him to do his post-game press conference in. So they have him standing on like a milk carton crate or whatever. Uh, and I'm looking at him, and it's freezing outside. And he just looks so ashy, mm-hmm. right? And he had already announced his retirement, retirement. that that was going to be his last game. So it was mid-December. By January 26th, and this is when I was working in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, I was going to Tuscaloosa for his funeral. Mm-hmm. And it's like he wasn't that coaching quick. anymore. That he quick. died a month later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie mm-hmm. Robinson, same way. Eddie Robinson, the same way. It, it didn't take long at all. Uh, Paterno was I'm, I'm at his uh, deathbed. Yeah, Paterno was, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Saban sounds like he's done. I mean, he's retired. It doesn't sound like Belichick is retired. It sounds like Belichick is in the mix. What did he say? Did he sound like that, or, or is that just your he, belief? He did. Hey, because I, I just believe that he's not done. I don't know if he's getting now. You know how guarded he is. And I did listen to the press conference, and I went into it with that mindset: he's going to keep coaching. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just the wording of it was: we've decided to part ways. Yeah. And uh, like it, you know, it was a Patriots decision. It, I, I just so well, he probably the wording did not. was he will not be back as a head coach. That's the word. Would they move him into the front office like uh, That's what I'm, Carol? And I don't know. And I'm not convinced Carol's going to do that either. I mean, and you listen to Pete Sounds Carroll. Good. and he's, he's ready to go. In fact, he's still in fact ready to if go. I'm the Chargers, I am, well, either one of those guys. But um, Pete Carroll in Los Angeles with the Chargers, that looks that's good. exactly what they need. That looks good. You know, as far as a PR standpoint. And, you Familiarity. Know, and, and a yeah. defensive coach, and they need to do something with their defense. And, and he's working with a quarterback. But he's got, got potential. Yeah, he's got immediate cred with the populace in L.A. You he's know, what been he, there. with yeah. SC, and mm-hmm. you know, he's in, he's a Southern California, seems like a Southern California fit. No doubt. You no know, doubt. if you were, right. I can't see Belichick going west. I, I, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, he's never been west of the Mississippi, uh-huh. <laughs> and all his coaching. Has been over on this side of town. If you were Washington, would you hire Saban? After, I mean, after their experience with Spurrier, <laughs> Saban has NFL coaching experience. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I d- would he? I mean, there's so many open jobs now yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I know he's set. What is he? Uh, well, what about Belichick? Now? Yeah. In Washington. But I just thought Saban, you know, just backing out like that and just – I mean, the day before he was interviewing coaches for his assistant jobs, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I don't know. He seems like he still has the energy for it. See, the, to be the, head the, coach. the difference think, with Saban is the change in college football now. I mean, that's it's what totally I was going to bring up. And for mm-hmm. him to be able to continue to prolong it, I mean, I think there was a comment from him that he's quoted as saying, well, what if we go eight and four some year? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like. Uh, well, the they've already lost. They've and, already. And they, you could easily go eight and four one year. He's already know, had like a, a dozen or two players going into the portal. They want to transfer. To me, it's like being in the pros anyway. So you go to the like NFL. NFL, he won't have as many first-round draft picks on his roster. Right. <laughs> but you don't have to recruit 18-year-old kids. Right. You don't have to deal with NILs. You don't have to deal with the transfer portal. And you've got grown men that pretty much should understand where you're coming from right, right away. And and, he, but you are destined to go 8-9 and nine and, okay, well, maybe he wasn't as great a coach as we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have time for, for someone 70-plus years old? Yeah. Yeah, for a number of years. Down the well, way. but in the NFL – Let's face it. I mean, it's the head coaching jobs in the NFL last from about uh, six months to mm-hmm. three years, and you're out. I just think it, it it'd be less headaches to be in the NFL. Although you can't recruit, a, you can't That's recruit a quarterback. You got to find one, right? You don't have to repeat yourself so much in the pros. Yeah, you know, for both for. Saban and Belichick, it's got to be with uh, ownership that allows them to do their thing, yeah. you know. And they'd have to have a quote-unquote GM alongside them that I'm wondering they're if working they, with. if they have any, you know, does Nick have any contacts in Washington? Or? Mm-hmm. I just threw out Washington. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, no, it's no, a, that's... It's a kind of high-profile. A new owner. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him going to, like, Carolina or something like that. Although he'd be a god there in the South. Mm-hmm. It'd be but interesting. the last coach lasted uh, three months? <laughs> into the season. <laughs> Not even into. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of uh, Mix Shots. Uh, let's take a look at uh, Lombardi's Packers when we come back in just a moment. Mm. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? 
or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. Back, back to Mixed Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, guys. I know my voice doesn't sound nearly as enticing as Savannah's. (laughs) We miss you, Savannah. Yes, we do. Quickly. (laughs) You know, we found out she was a uh, star surfer in high school. Really? Yeah, man. And soccer player. Oh, really? Yeah, man. We uncovered that yesterday. She said she was did so much running. So she did refuses they have, to run now to this day. <laughs> did they have a surf team in high yes. school in San Diego? A surf team, yes. Yeah, really? She said they it, had surf class. She had like gym class. She she could go practice for the team, and it was walking distance to the ocean. And just had her on board. And Why is she there. here? <laughs> 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 that one you'll have that to ask That is a her. good question. That is a good question. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so you discussed, you discussed the Packers yesterday. What was your we discussed, what, what's your overall take on this Packers team? We discussed their uh, running game mm-hmm. and, and something that Mike McCarthy voiced, uh, uh, you know, worried about. Uh, going into this game. Yeah. Mike McCarthy voiced that he is worried about <laughs> it. He said that we've got to be very uh, diligent in our run defense and they will run the football and have been very good at it. And he's right, as I looked into it. He's familiar with that running back. Yeah. And he'd been there, that, one of the only guys, I think, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. uh, was there when he was Fifth-round draft pick in 2017, and he's come on strong here after he got healthy again the last three games, has over 100 yards rushing in them, yep. all three games. So, we, yeah, we kind of discussed that stuff. One 5.7 thing, yards a carry in those three games. Three games, yes. And he, he'll catch the ball on you, too, by the way. Uh, but one thing I, I saw on uh, Jordan Love, um, he's the third NFL quarterback in his first full season starting to throw for 4,000 yards and 32 or more touchdowns. Mm. He's the third one? First season with multiple starts. Okay. The other two? Kurt Warner in 1999, and Patrick Mahomes in 2018. Mm. So he came on as the season uh, progressed. I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) And how about this? Look at his numbers the last eight games. I know. Yeah, man. He's He's also the first Packers quarterback to lead the team to the postseason since 1950. Say, run that by me one more time. First, in, in, go ahead. Green Bay quarterback to lead the Packers into the postseason in his first year. Okay, since 1950. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Curly Lambeau or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were well, you waiting were, on you. You're the that Packer was a little fan. bit Packer fan. Packer fan. little bit before me, uh, and I think it took Bart Starr at least a year or two before he did it. 
Um, Just compare Jordan Love's numbers, the his last eight games, to Dak Prescott, the last mm-hmm. eight games. Now, Love, the Packers have won six of those eight games, Okay, and the Cowboys have won six of those eight games. Dak's streak actually goes a game more than that. The Cowboys are seven and two the last nine games. But just to make it level playing field, mm-hmm. eight games, okay, Dak, 198 completions, 290 attempts. Love, 196 completions, 279 attempts. Mm-hmm. So Dak is at 68%, Love at 70%. Dak, 2,101 yards passing. Love, 2,158 yards mm-hmm. passing. That's 7.7 yards per attempt for Love, 7.2 yards per attempt for Dak. Touchdowns, 19 for Dak, 18 for Love. Interceptions, three for Dak, one for Love. Mm-hmm. He's got he. They mirror each other in their statistics and the, and running the football. They're both about this. Uh, Dak's a little bit more. Twenty four carries, one hundred seven yards. Love, not a real run threat, but can nineteen can. nineteen for sixty five and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Sacks. Uh, I don't have Dak sacks here, but uh, Love's only been sacked eleven times in those eight games. And you realize Dak has been sacked more than eleven times in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you realized his thirty-two uh, touchdown passes were second to Dak overall. Yeah, overall, for the overall mm-hmm. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, second. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. they got off to a two and five start, and really, and this coincides the week before Thanksgiving. Okay, it, they beat the Chargers. I think it was twenty-three twenty. Uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and then I remember turning on the TV before going to the stadium on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. and going, whoa, the Packers are up on the Lions. Yeah. How about this? Mm-hmm. Well, that's basically where they started their role. They beat the Lions on the road, and then the next week they beat Kansas City at home, and that got them to 6-6 six and six on the season. Then they liked the Cowboys against lesser opponents – than the Cowboys when the Cowboys lose in December to mm-hmm. Buffalo and Miami back-to-back. Well, they lost back-to-back games to the Giants and Tampa Bay, a little mm-hmm. bit different there. Uh, and now they've won three in a row to close out the regular season. And they've had some injuries at the wide receiver position. And most notably Christian Watson. And he's missed last hadn't, hadn't right. affected uh, Jordan one way or the other. Right. <laughs> he missed the last five games, by right. the way. He Watson. got hurt in the Kansas City game. And, uh, man – uh, and Just think about that. You got hurt in the Kansas City game, and, and love is still. And they lost the next. Let's see. They lost the next two after he got hurt, but they won the last three. Mm-hmm. And again, the competition has not been great: Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. But and it's it, what's impressive about them is their uh, how young the wide receivers are and the tight ends. I mean, they basically decided when Aaron Rodgers was done there, okay, we're not keeping any of these veteran guys. Mm-hmm. We're going all – we're drafting wide receivers, whether it's a second round, fourth round, sixth round. We'll draft them in every round and or a tight end. And that's, they get that's rid of, what they've done. And they've given playing time to them, and they've, they've performed. Yes, they have. Impressive. I mean – Jaden, their rookie, their two top rookie wide receivers, Jaden Reed, second rounder out of Michigan State, Dontavian Wicks, fifth rounder out of Virginia. Those two have combined for 14 touchdowns this season. Reed has uh, eight touchdown catches, two touchdown runs. 
Wicks has four touchdown catches. And then their second-year guys from last year, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, mm-hmm. ha- Dobbs has eight touchdowns, and Watson, before he got hurt, five touchdowns. So they've he was those, moving. those he two was have been buying for 13 touchdowns between mm-hmm. them. He had more passing yards than Stroud, um, Stafford, and Hurts. So, yeah, this is. I, I got this feeling that everybody thinks this is. Oh, they're nine and eight. It's a walk. Mm-hmm. I was. I was looking at them going, and I'm guilty of it. I'm right? sat right here on Monday, I think, and said, "All right, one of the best things that happened to the mm-hmm. Cowboys on Sunday was Carson Wentz and the Rams. They come <laughs> right. back and they beat the Niners, and so now they don't have to play the Rams. They get to play the Packers. Yep. And then I started studying the Packers. Love. We're and worried I'm about like, Stafford. Right. You know, here's the here's the concerning thing. I think. This Packers team's got nothing to lose. They got they've they drafted thirteen players. Nine of those rookies play prominent roles on this team. They're not supposed to be here with that young a roster, right? And so they go into this. You know, they can free wheel. I I guarantee. Oh, I don't guarantee it, but I bet you. First play of the game, you know what they're going to do? Go deep. They're going deep. That's, exactly, that's what they – I went back and looked at the Lions game, especially of Watson's plan. Now, mm-hmm. Christian Watson, he, I saw an interview with him yesterday, and he says he's like 80 85%, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's, he's 100% sure he's going to play, but it's up to the coaches, whatever. We'll see if he's there or not. But first play of the game against the Lions, they went deep to Christian Watson for about a 50-yard – Play well, he sort of had his coming out party against the Cowboys. And he had three right? touchdowns against the Cowboys last year. Um, so yeah, we, and of course we loved him in the draft. Uh, the the knock on him was he can't catch, but yeah, he caught, they, they all ruined, he caught was touchdown he passes. He had just scenario. caught touchdown passes. Uh-huh. The other stuff you know he, he didn't worry about. But there is there is truth in that. I think uh, it, the way he catches the ball, it's kind of a to um, mm-hmm. look. You know, like he cradles it and. Uh, but he runs like T.O. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bad thing for us. <laughs> right. You know, I, I saw on, on, on the Packers' website, uh, Larry McCarron, their old, mm-hmm. or I should say former uh, offensive line. I think offensive lineman, right? Uh, he was doing this deal about this team's not ready to quit, and he had all these little videos that he was showing guys blocking their defensive guys, and then um, – the young wide receiver uh, Melton, yeah, Bo Melton. Bo Melton, that's the one. They yeah. were well, showing. He's, he's come on here after Watson's injury. Melton's right. got an opportunity, and they were. He's the one with him. the speed, right? Yeah, yes. uh, on like end arounds. Yes. Ooh, mm-hmm. he can scoot. He can go. He ran. He ran a four three four at the combine. He's another Turpin Ooh, out of Rutgers. Uh, he's 5'11", 189. A little bigger. Mm-hmm. but And he was actually drafted by Seattle in the seventh round. I liked him coming out of the draft, and I w- was surprised that he wasn't getting an opportunity. And um, But now he's getting his opportunity. He's making the most of it here. It's a short sample size, but he's got 16 catches for 218 yards. Yeah. And it's all come here lately. I was trying to see. Perfect timing for us, huh? Yeah. And then their tight ends, uh, they drafted two uh, this year. Luke Musgrave, he got hurt, a lacerated kidney, but he's now back. Played last week. And uh, Tucker Craft is a uh, – Musgrave was a second rounder, and they, dra- they doubled up and took Tucker Craft in the third round. So two more rookies right there. I mean, it's, 
it's amazing in for Packer fans. There's a lot of hope for the future, and uh, Cowboys hope that the future doesn't start <laughs> not, now. Not, nope, not now. <laughs> sort of way it did with Aaron Rodgers, right? The second half of that game in um, was it 2007, eight, when he uh, they knocked out Brett Favre. And Rodgers took over. The Cowboys mm-hmm. already had a big lead, but he had a really good second half, and mm-hmm. that was like his coming out party. Um, you know, I think it was like the first time in forever the Cowboys beat the Packers. I so, think they have to be feeling really good about themselves as a front office, you know, because the controversy with Aaron Rodgers and what to do with him, and you had these Roger fans that were just wanting him to stay forever. And, of course, they were really dogging Jordan Love when they drafted him. They looked at that as Because he wasn't an instant starter, right? You know, I think it's it's a good um, little testimony for NFL teams, both the Packers and the Rams, and what they have done as far as redoing their roster, Mm -hmm. going with youth in drafting. And, you know, the Rams had to do it, and the Packers for that matter, too. They had a veteran roster, and they had Mm -hmm. to turn it over. At some point, and here they are. They both made the playoffs this year after going with the youth. I remember Matthew Stafford's wife uh, complaining about how <laughs> Matthew can't even co- communicate with half the kids right. on the team because they're kids. Uh-huh. They were so much younger than he, and he ended up, of course, you know, remedying that situation, uh, helping lead these guys to the playoffs. All right. So anyway, that's. Um... That was my cause for concern after looking at the Packers. A big cause for concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and, sure but, the but, coaches are looking at the same way. Having having said that, I do like the veteran Cowboys secondary against these young mm-hmm. wide receivers too. And there's not there's something to be said when we come back here in a moment. Everson, tell us that there is something to be said for playoff experience <laughs> too. Would we come back Let's on mix shots? <laughs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. 
That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. The Star District. Enjoy premier dining, shopping, and experiences from over 20-plus restaurants, shops, and more at the Star District. Check out Women's Boutique Flea Style of Frisco and the official boot partner of the Dallas Cowboys, Lucchese. That's Lucchese? Okay. Enjoy New Year's celebrations at Snowbird Cocktail Lounge, Concrete Cowboy, and City Works Eatery, and Poorhouse. Visit thestardistrict.com for the full directory. Savannah will be back tomorrow. God, thank God she will be. Please. I was going to say we need to go to lunch or one of these places. have this. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you enjoyed doing the reads. No, I just hated to hear Spags do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back at you. (laughs) Is she going to be here tomorrow? I don't know. She will be here tomorrow. (laughs) Because usually on a home game, she takes Friday and she's at the stadium. Yeah, she said she. Well, we'll we'll make sure and ship these readings to her. She said she said she wouldn't miss clicks to pick. Yep. Mm. Um, She's feeling lucky. All right, so what else is on your legal pad? There, uh, Brandon Aubrey, special teams player of the month. Mm-hmm. About that. Mm-hmm. Um, another little feather in his cap. You know, I was thinking, you realize the Cowboy, uh, Dak Prescott led the league with 36 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. CD led the league with uh, 135 receptions. Deron Bland led the league with nine interceptions. Uh, Aubrey Aubrey led the league uh, with 157 points, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anger finished second in average punt and average net punt. Um, so they've had some. Pretty- that is our, uh, you know, he's our really undercover hero of this season. I mean, this guy, he gets us out of trouble right every time. I love it. It was just pretty remarkable on the, you know, some of the performances they had to get to. Well, Michael Parsons led, led the league in, in pressures. Uh, Am I right? Yeah, that's not an official stat, it's but official. it's somebody else, whoever. Pro football focus. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else who covers Vicky, that Vicky, stuff. Vicky. Well, I mean, it was mentioned on nationwide TV. That's yeah. The every, everyone else acknowledges pro football focus. Not it's, become, it's become the preeminent source for, <laughs> except for Mickey. Mickey will never acknowledge PFF, right? That's right. I don't know. That's just I just acknowledged the NFL official stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like they've become a partner with the NFL, but no, not they keep with, on creeping not in. Mickey, you know? Now, if they're next gen stats, I'll, I'll, I'll cite those. We'll go to Jesus. Yeah, and why is that? Because I, I don't know. I trust <laughs> the NFL stats. I don't, I, you know, still don't trust how they do it. Right. You don't know. They don't know what the player was assigned to do on the play. That's right. Like, like. Um, my perception, I, I think we talked about it yesterday, uh, Everson, mm-hmm. after Gilmore went out, 
Yeah. Nashawn Wright goes in at mm-hmm. left corner, and we were talking. In my mind, I'm going, well, I know where the next pass is going, right? And so I went up and talked to him about it, and he goes, yeah, you know, I, I was kind of ready for it because when I went in that Miami game, the first play, they put Tyreek Hill on my side, and they threw it to him. But he said, but that was really the only one. And he goes, this time, I think they might have thrown my, at my side one time. They didn't, they didn't come after me. And I said, well, either they're, you did a really good job or they're foolish, one of the two. And or he, the pressure. He laughed. The pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they didn't like go after them. Or but, they were thinking about where their next job will be because mm-hmm. they were about to lose yeah, their job. You got to look at the, who they were playing and the position yeah. that that mm-hmm. team was in. So, but you know, he's the—I mean, he's the backup corner. If Gilmore, you know, something happens, he's got to go. Look, in. If you're going to look that way, you got to look through Michael Parsons, right? Isn't if he he's rushing the from the left side, from the left side. I mean, yeah. most likely that's where he's going to come from. Yeah, D. Law even likes it over there sometimes. Well, they both kind of switch back mm-hmm. and forth. They do. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That's a that's a good point. Because, I mean, I guess you can give help over there, mm-hmm. right? Depending on how you're playing your yeah, safety. You can have your safety. Yeah. Kind of lean that way. A note from the Packers practice field. Cornerback Jair Alexander is not practicing today because of an ankle injury, not the shoulder. A.J. Dillon, the running back, again, not practicing because of his neck injury. Hmm. Elgin Jenkins, starting left guard, isn't going either, though that appears to be more of a maintenance day. That's an update from Green Bay. Which is he's one of their two running backs with more than 600 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. He is the f- definitely the thunder portion yeah, of the running back. And you that's know, and, and 247 man. pounds. That's a huge man. And, and, you, and like Ron Springs, you say, he probably walk around 260. Uh, <laughs> he weighed in at 245. A.J. Dillon, AJ Dillon uh, at the combine, he measured 6 foot 247. He ran a 4'5". With a 10-11 broad jump and a 41 vertical. That's some explosion for oh my God. 247 <laughs> oh my God. 41 vertical. 41 vertical. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That? Well, he's coming at him. Uh, if he's playing. Yes, if he's playing. And uh, I got reminded last night when I was looking at it, that four of the Cowboys' five losses, they've given up at least 109 yards rushing mm-hmm. in those in those four games, mm-hmm. and that includes 222 to Arizona and 266 to Buffalo. Let's be real, guys. The only thing that stops the opposing team from consistently running on us is because we keep scoring. Get a lead. <laughs> right. Once we score, then, you know, Washington could have easily kept running the ball if we would have stayed behind 10-7 or whatever the score was at that time. But but the fact that we are able we were able to answer with Tony Pollard and Dak coming down the field now they're switching their gears. Okay, guys, we can't keep running the ball because they're going to be bringing it on it's their just, front line. Uh, and it, it's been uh, the run defense has been improved here the last couple of weeks. It's just amazing to me that the, the personnel on the field that and to Dan Quinn's credit. You know, he's a, and, and one of the reasons why he's a hot item as far as head coaching opportunities around the league, he, he evolves with the game, yeah. you know, and he is, a, he is at the front of 
putting extra DBs on the field and converting a yeah. safety down into a linebacker type, whatever. And But you sit, you see them line up and you go, they don't have enough big people on the field to they stop don't. the run. And they then, don't. But then they're able to at times and then, you know, and it's an aggressive approach defensively. And, but then uh, well, you look at other teams and you go. Aggressive approach defensively sp- up front. And, yeah, because that's guys right. like D-Law, mm-hmm. Hankins, can shoot a gap and make and a they play. save us. Yeah, they save us. Right. And if you remember last year, um, in the thirty-one twenty-eight loss, mm-hmm. I mean the loss to Green Bay in overtime, they ran for two hundred and seven yards. Yeah. Well, Aaron Jones had one hundred and thirty-seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game, something got a like big that. old chain around his neck. <laughs> they go to the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Hey, way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is not a cakewalk. I think people need to understand that the way everybody's treating it, like, well, if you lose this game, got to fire Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I know everybody's. I, I I love how when it comes to the Cowboys, there's no celebration. There's always consequences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, these guys are here. They're doing a good job. Well, who, who has the most pressure? Well, oh, if they lose, it's gonna be okay, guys. Can we just it's, enjoy? It's not gonna be a celebrate. <laughs> celebration of a first round win every it's, every week we win it's a you know we saved our jobs that's just you know. well did somebody ask mccarthy today you know is the pressure on you because you're the play caller mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. it's like okay it's all, so i think his answer pressure. was oh so this this is all about pressure it's today all about isn't pressure it today. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, so that's that's what we're looking forward to, guys. He, he <laughs> sees through the narratives. Yeah, real quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. Well, it's going to be very interesting, and um, we so, don't want it to be too interesting. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If the Cowboys play their game, they're going to be okay. Okay. It's, right. My main right. my main concern with this Packers team is they got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Sort of the way Washington started off playing that mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah. Go for it on fourth down. Fake this, fake that. First play is going to be a, either a deep ball or it's going to be Jalen Reed on an end around. Mark my words, they're going to come out with something. I, hey, if we win the toss, what do we do? <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want the ball. I'm keeping the ball. I want to go down and score I'm and make them the play catch-up. We're at home, too. I'm keeping the ball. Mm-hmm. And let's just run down and score on them and, okay, what you got now? Yeah, I know. Take it to them. That's, mm-hmm. the, 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 that's the thing. You, uh, with a young, you can't let them believe that they can hang with you. you know? Plus, right. you know, with the crowd in a frenzy, though, they might think, well, let them go out on offense first. Get a taste of this 93,000 crowd. Hmm. Uh, sounds cute, but no. I, don't, I don't like it. All right. <laughs> All right, here's your homework assignment. I want you to go look at Jordan Love, okay? And you tell me about his, uh, the way he throws the ball and come back here tomorrow and let me know what you think. I've got an opinion about uh, what makes me, su- I'm surprised he hasn't thrown more interceptions mm-hmm. than he has. Because mm-hmm. he throws off his back foot? Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. Okay, well, I did. Okay, we're going to discuss that tomorrow on Thanks Mixed Shots. Thanks for the tips, fabulous, Yeah, keep an eye on it. It will be a fabulous fight song football Friday edition of Mixed Shots tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow at high noon. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?
Yeah!